Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Everyone, and uh, welcome to Wisdom, Wealth, and Wellness Wednesday um, in the Breakfast with Champions Club. My name, as Michael said, is Kimberly King. 
and I'm your host for a special podcast series entitled A Rich Life. And here we discuss uh, a wide range of topics around what it means to thrive and to live your best life aligned with your authenticity, your mastery, and your purpose and destiny. Because as much as a rich bank account matters to all of us, I am clear that a rich life is what we're really all after, and that means something different to each of us. Today, we've had two kind of running themes in Breakfast with Champions. Uh, One um, is how to have a healthy mind, body, and bank account. The other, we started off our day with what to do, what do successful, wealthy people know? and do and what insights and wisdom might we glean from them that would hopefully elevate our own financial and business and personal well-being and you know i take my inspiration a lot from glenn lundy and that's how he kicked off the day and part of what it had me thinking about was different chapters of my own life some of you um may know my story But a big part of my early career and still connected to it was in the financial services industry that I worked with um, uh, as a senior executive as well as an entrepreneur in the banking, investment, and financial services arena. I worked with community banks and credit unions, many of the world's largest insurance and brokerage uh, companies, and with global brands like Visa International, American Express, Amex Advisors. And I'm still very committed and involved uh, on the whole topic of financial education and literacy, especially supporting programs for children and young people, because I think we can change their destiny and change the world if we begin to take this thing we leave as a mystery that we learn about from trial and error and that is money and the principles of prosperity and abundance and how we navigate life. We need to put that to the forefront of what we teach in our homes and what we teach in our schools and with a deep spiritual understanding of the greater purpose and impact of it all. But as I was thinking today about the topic, the first kind of overarching about what do wealthy and successful people know and do in their daily lives and habits that quote the average or typical person tends not to do or or not to do the same way and some of that is i looked back in my career i began to draw a contrast in my mind between the hundreds and thousands of people that i would meet when i was working with the small and large employer groups and the employees in these companies. And our focus with them was helping them understand pretty basic systems, starting with the golden rule of financial well-being, which is pay yourself first. Most of them didn't and didn't have the discipline for it, but, but even the awareness of putting themselves in line first could change the destiny of themselves and their family. But on the other end of the spectrum, I worked with thousands of financial planners and wealth managers. 
um, from those just starting out as advisors to most of the ones I focused on and worked directly with had achieved silver, gold, and platinum team levels with companies like American Express. And these advisors were multimillionaires in their own right, as well as working with other uh, affluent and successful people and families of all kind. But I can tell you for sure that what I heard from them, the mindsets they displayed, were distinctly and undeniably different in their mindsets, in their approaches, in their choices and habits, um, very different from those who had achieved average to moderate success and those that all of us would recognize as the super achievers and people who became very wealthy. And in order to take a few minutes and, and look at some of the differences and how does it apply to us, I'm going to take the liberty of, of making some generalizations that I know would be, we could push back on any of them. So I want to acknowledge that. And uh, while we know uh, that you know, there are many people who are born with what we'd call a silver spoon, I definitely was not one of them, but uh, usually that means that someone won at least the financial birth lottery and they started life with an, an, uh, an advantage, although as we know that doesn't always prove to be one. But in order to really illuminate the differences and see if there is something that applies to us, I'm going to start with two groups of people that are born to quote normal average families. So let's assume that as we look at these differences that all these children came into the world the same way. Like Michael talked about looking at his children being born and that breath of life, each of us comes with that same hope. With that breath of life is our breath of possibility. And the universe, God, the principles that govern us are no respecter of persons at their deepest and most important level. That endowment belongs to every person. They do not have the same challenges. Let's be real about that. And there are things like privilege and bias and things that I do not want to make light of or erase. And yet, I will tell you that all of us know success stories of people who defied every one of those prejudices, privileges, biases, and, and setbacks from early in their life or along the way. And somehow, somehow, they defied the odds and became the icons, the leaders, and those that we're trying to learn from. I'm also going to say a, a word about morals and ethics. Having a lot of money doesn't mean you, you have more morals or ethic or bad morals or ethic. Neither does having none. So we could unpack a lot of these things. And in discussions that I'm in with people um, daily, all these other pieces come out. So I think I want to make a nod to them that I know that they're there. 
I'm not going to probably have time to uh, go through all the list, just like Michael will have to come back with his. But I want to share some good news and some access. That means the things that we're going to review, some of which you are very familiar with if you're in Breakfast with Champions, you know. But the good news is there's overwhelming evidence that the habits of the wealthy are the habits that any of us can inhabit if we want to. Now, if I look at some of the lists, and there's all kinds of lists out there that, that offer us uh, a glimpse in, um, and actually pretty long ones that we could have. This is a whole series. But I'm going to say that the first one, I'm going to put this one first because it applies so much to our group. And that is a difference number one between the average and the wealthy. I mean, the super wealthy in included is they read. Shout out to um, Glenn Lundy and uh, his thing last week and to Kate and to all of us. But they don't just read. They read a lot. And they read a lot more than average people. In fact, I think there was a study that said that the average or the top CEOs read 40 to 50 books per year minimum. But guess what the average person, how much they read per year? That number is 1.5 books per year. We could stop right there, put a pen in it, and I'll go get a book. Because that's pretty compelling evidence that it starts by what they feed their mind with how often they feed their mind, and the commitment and investment to personal development, that is a game changer. And if books are distilled knowledge, wisdom, insight, comp compressing time, and spoon-feeding it to us where they can go from their mind and experience to ours, I love that anyway. I love books. But I know that early on that that was the hope that was given to me that changed my destiny very much from other members of my family. And I have a wonderful, hardworking, honest, honorable... Hey, champions. Guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. Family, But I can tell you that my life path looks very different than anyone in my family. I can also tell you that I can see on this list what things I began to do that changed my possibility. And apparently they change anyone's possibility that says yes. Uh, second, I'm gonna say this one next because it fits Breakfast with Champions. And I'll go a little faster through these, but we can just give a quick amen. They sleep less and they get up early. Very few of the very successful people sleep in. And while no one is, is bashing a good nap or a good night's sleep, the statistics show overwhelmingly that there is a correlation between what we are 
doing in our 67 day challenge and the mantra of breakfast with champions about get up early and how you start your day can change your life. It's absolutely proven to be true. Um, the wealthy set big goals, but they're willing to do the small things and the hard things to achieve them. These are all things we know, but as I began to look at the list, the exciting part about this community is that I understood that we are living this list and we are supporting each other to come into alignment. That's our job to do our work, but it's also our privilege to hold that space as a community with loving but clear accountability so that we can all cross that finish line together. Um, on that continuum, wealthy people, when they compared their belief systems, again, we talk a lot about mindset, but it came down to the people who became wealthy, those two sets of kids and one excelled to a whole other level is they really did believe in possibilities and they absolutely believed that they have the power to shape their own life and their own destiny. They did not believe in luck or fate as the main determination. They believed it was in their hands. Even if they believe in fate and God and destiny, they also believed it was up to them. If you contrast that with the belief systems of people who did not fall into the category of the super achiever or the wealthy, those were the people whose mindset again and again said, it's the government, it's my color, it's my gender, it's my parents, it's my circumstance. And again, without making light of any of that, there are people from every one of those lists who defied the odds. I think that it's up to us to decide to defy the odds when it's us and do everything in our power to get there. I think it really came down to taking responsibility versus abdicating it, that that is a key determining factor. Another one I'll just throw in here quickly, but again, on this master list of things to do, we're on the right track, folks, because they kept a diary. The wealthy people kept um, a, a daily planner and a diary, and they did it religiously. And the, the difference was, I think there was a statistics that said something like, there's a book about the habits of the rich and wealthy, and they said 82% of all the super wealthy could pull their planner out, and it was in deep detail. They reviewed it every night, again, all the habits that we do, versus 19% um, of people who are poor or below average in their income, 19% of them were doing it. So it doesn't guarantee, but the overwhelming majority were doing the very habits that we talk about every day. Number six, wealthy people do.
do the principles that we've been hearing a lot of people, especially in the morning sessions, embellish to us again and again about the nature of money. The wealthy people did not just work for money. They learned how to get money to work for them. And this is one of the most basic, but it's also one of the most powerful principles. And there is very little chance that you'll ever be rich, that any of us would. And even if you do, you couldn't stay rich if you did not master the shift from working for money and changing it for time versus having your money work for you. Without it, we would never change places in the category. I'll go quickly and hit on a couple of things. You know, we, Storm spoke before this, and Monica's in the room and others who um, are uh, some of our celebrants in the health and fitness area, Michael as well. But the wealthy statistically put a lot of value and effort into their health and their nutrition and their total physical well-being. And in some of the conversations I was in, I noticed that some of the, the people in the room in a recent discussion, they seemed to hold a picture of people who were successful were probably sort of indulgent, like lazy, threw their money around, uh, ate, eat whatever they want, and kind of because they could. And while we certainly all know people like that who are rich or poor, the fact is the statistics say that the people who become super successful and wealthy absolutely understood to put an emphasis on their health. They had a discipline. They don't drink champagne and eat caviar for dinner on Tuesday night. Most of them have very simple disciplined meals and they enjoy the splurge just like we do. So those myths that we hold about how you act, those are actually the people who are quick rich. Those are the flamboyant people. Those are the people who, and I, I'll have to say, that was me. Early when I made my first money, I ran out and bought a Porsche. I started my first company at 21. I had a Porsche before the end of 22. And I already had an RX-7. I didn't need either one of them. And, uh, but I had more money than I'd ever seen, and it came without instructions. So I was about to learn that lesson about a fool and their money are parted. Luckily, I also learned wisdom. And the next time I made money, I respected it, and it kept respecting me. So these principles can be learned and we can correct course at any time. Um, the rich also, the wealthy, have mentors, coaches, and invest heavily in personal development. Again, we're in these rooms not because we have nothing to do, but because we don't have anything more important in our windows of opportunity than to grow ourselves and develop ourselves by leaning into what each of us has to share. Those investments are not wasting time. We do have to manage our time, but these are the investments that say, I am on the path 
to controlling my destiny and I'm putting my investment where it matters, which is in myself and in my growth. The wealthy, I'll quickly run through here. We've just got a couple more. The super successful and the wealthy embrace, capitalize upon, and leverage change. That was a big difference in the comparative mindsets of, quote, regular people and average success and what happened to them over time and which ones um, catapulted into a whole other stratosphere. They took that dreaded thing called change and they decided to lead it versus avoid it or fear it or resist it. You know, there's a saying that says, it'll either come to you or it'll come through you. But change is going to come. And it definitely is. And I don't know about you guys, but I'd way rather lead the change than have it happen to me. I'm happy to see that that, what could be a stubborn streak in me, what I hoped was a visionary, um, brave streak in me, I'm happy to know that I'm in good company, that leading the change and leaning into the inevitable and turning it into opportunity is the only way to change your fate and change which group you fall into. And finally, although the list is much longer, I'll end here on this number 10, is wealthy people, successful people, the only ones that become those success stories we write books about and movies about and aspire to be. They absolutely take a long view on the journey of their life. The, real, the really important difference is they made a commitment to do that. They didn't become wealthy. They chose wealthy. They decided wealthy and they committed to it. And they were willing to sacrifice their, their today, the comfort, the vacation, the better house, the fancy stuff. Most of them didn't do that right away. Most of the truly wealthy, not the bourgeois rich, the truly wealthy people, the vast majority deferred and delayed gratification. And now they have everything to show for it. And if we'll pay attention, they're showing it to us. As they say, success leaves clues and maps and evidence. And it's available to all of us. I'm going to close for there. I see the time is running out. There are more things that I'd love to add. Um, some I think we talk about a lot in these rooms. Others we can unpack. But I'll close with this. That... It's important that we continue in our different ways, even in our repetitive ways, but each time we drop on the rock of our resistance and our understanding and our resolve, and we start to deepen our understanding of the fundamentals of a rich life. And we start decision by decision, habit by habit, day by day to implement them into our life 
if we sacrifice the comfort of now, we'll have the reward of longevity of our health, our life, and our well-being for us and our family, our children and their children. Remember that rich people come into this world the same as poor people. The choices, the attitudes, the habits, the actions, that and only that in the end is the real difference. That mindset we talk about is everything. And the impact that it makes in our lives and all those we touch is what we came for. So thank you for being with me every day as I learn from each of you as we're on the journey to create a rich life in a better world. And we have one more minute. Is there anyone who would like to make a share? This is Monica, and I'd like to share how awesome Kimberly King is. I second that, Ms. Linda Sims. 100%. Really good information, Kimberly. Good job. Thank you, guys. Well, I'm, I'm uh, privileged to be able to close out another Wednesday. I have to say, I, I have a lot to process at the end of these days. Each of you bring powerful insights. And even if in each of these fundamentals, we all know and understand them on some level, I can see us all growing and changing and expanding because to feed that nutritiously into our mindset and into our hearts and into our community is changing us all and it's changing the world. Thank you for being part of that together. We really do rise together. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.